Now, um, to talk through some of those stories, we're joined by uh, former Minister Mary O'Rourke. You heard her dulcet tones there. Uh, another ex-minister, indeed a former Fine Gael leader in Alan Jukes, and the country's most eminent political journalist, Stephen Collins, who's the political editor of the Irish Times. You're all very welcome. Um, Stephen, uh, Stephen Collins, let's start with that that list of demands from the independents. Now, I mean, if it's even if even half the, that tally is right. I mean, they're saying, what, 13 billion is the list of demands. I mean, this raises a very real fear. I mean, I think we probably will get a government, but there's a very valid question. What type of government will it be? Absolutely. Well, I've always been very sceptical about uh, the role of independence and the role of independence in government, particularly uh, if Fianna Gael or Fianna Fáil, for that matter, was solely dependent on the independence because I don't think they'd be very stable. I think they all have to look for constituency deals. That's why they get elected. Uh, they don't get elected to do something in the national interest. They get elected to do something uh, for the constituency. Uh, so I, I, I really, I think over the last few weeks, we've had 52 days, you've reminded us, Shane, uh, since the election. And uh, the independents have been all, all over the place. They've been swaying between Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, trying to ramp up the demands. Some are more naturally pro Fianna Fáil and uh, some na- more naturally pro Fianna Gael. Uh, but basically, I don't see much future in a government that's only dependent on independence. And I think that's why the talk in, in recent days has been that maybe uh, that Enda Kenny is looking to the Labour Party and the Greens uh, and possibly even the Social Democrats, although I think they have ruled themselves out, uh, to be the core of his government. And basically, I think that the only we are going to get a government that has any chance of succeeding is if it involves a couple of more parties because a, a solely Fine Gael, uh, mm. government is not going to work and of course it depends on Fianna Fáil so I think, I think the two big parties Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael between them I think have got to uh, come to some arrangement that yeah, doesn't you allow You were quite critical of Fianna Fáil that doesn't allow, well, I was critical of Fianna Fáil that doesn't allow the independents really to, 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 to make all these uh, demands I think the only way a government is going to uh, survive uh, is if Fianna Fáil come to some arrangement now this is where it's going to be very interesting and Alan Jukes will certainly can, can provide some insights uh, from opposition supporting a government can be a very tough thing to do uh, but it can be done and I think Fianna Fáil really have to knuckle down uh, and I think the talks have started at the weekend uh, they, they, apparently they went pretty well on Friday they'll resume again uh, tomorrow uh, but I think the sooner it's done the better and I think the two big parties have got to sort it out between themselves first because they are the only they're the only ones who can really sort it uh, and once they've done that I think the smaller parties uh, will know what the position is and okay. they'll know whether or not they can get involved in government uh, Mary Rook just on the independence we know Owen Harris has written, he's actually written a belter of a piece mm. in, the, in the Sunday Indo- he has, on, on, yes, this, I've on read this today mm. uh, talking about pork barrel politics and basically saying this is ultimately uh, what it's about and he also says the independence time to stop grandstanding and get behind the only deal possible now that Fianna Fáil has flushed out uh, the fence sitters. That deal is minority Fine Gael government led by Enda Kenny, backed by Labour, the Greens, the Social Democrats, responsible independents, and supported by Fianna Fáil in opposition. Are we moving towards a situation where, as Stephen said, if you can bring in one or two of those smaller parties, that some of those independents will now be left on the sidelines? Well, there wasn't room for everyone. Mm. I mean, when we heard one of them on Friday, or Thursday, I think, or Friday, saying, well, we'll take five or six cabinet seats. I thought that was astonishing. Um, but, I mean, that was, but that was quickly. I think the... That was Finney McGrath who made that claim. It was, was it? It I was, think, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll take five or six I mean, you have to question his maths, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, if, well, you're, if you'd 50, even if you got all 15 independents, 
and there was 50 Fine Gaelers. That doesn't buy you, that doesn't buy you a third of the no, cabinet. No, but I think we are moving to a rainbow, what you might call mm. a rainbow. And remember back in 48 to 51, mm. what you read about, I mean, it was that mm. there was a rainbow that mm. time, all made Five up of small parties. Five parties and independence as well. Yeah, uh, James yeah. Dillon sitting at cabinet. That's right, yes. Yeah. So I think we're moving towards that kind of makeup of government. And that's better. It's certainly better for Fianna Fáil if Labour go in. That is if they will allow her if they will allow Joan Burton to take her presumably place Presumably it won't be Joan though. We'll, 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 look, we'll talk about Labour in a yeah, minute. Yeah, I actually, know. Okay. Well, but I think we're moving towards that kind of yeah, a make-up. Okay. Mm. Alan Jukes, do you, do you go along with that? I mean, Well, I think Stephen has the right of it. Um, and it's been clear from the time the election results were announced, the only way of putting uh, a viable government together uh, was on the basis that it would be a minority government led by Fine Gael with support from Fianna Fáil. Um, the independents could have a role in that, um, but it would depend on how they approached it. I think some of the independents, to my mind, certainly have a very good take on this. Uh, Michael Fitzmaurice, for example, seems to me to have been, or to be a person of eminent common sense. Uh, and as far as I'm aware, he's not associated with any kind of pork barrel politics. Um, Shane Ross now seems to have uh, got a new mode. Up to now, he was always outraged indignation all the time. I think since his gaffe, he has learned to curb his, his loquacity a bit, although he's writing nonsense in the Sunday Independent today. Um, about the independents uh, are not story about how Fianna Fáil didn't turn up for lunch. Yes, or something yeah, like that. I mean, oh, big gee. deal, you know. Yeah. I mean, how, how, to, how to spend half a page of a Sunday newspaper giving out about the fact that Fianna Fáil never turned up for the sandwiches. Um, but, but uh, I mean, some of the independents uh, seem to me to be trying to be far too cute. I was in a discussion lately uh, with Matty McGrath just before the last vote in the Doyle. Uh, and he was asked um, who they would vote for. And of course, he, he, he said everything except give an answer. Uh, but then he said, well, the independent group will have a meeting uh, to discuss this. And I said to him, well, Matty, will, will you have a whip then after the meeting? And he said, of course, we won't have a whip. And I said to him then the, the obvious question, yeah, well, don't uh, why do you whips. need to have a meeting? if you're not going to have any, any whip decision. And I was told by an eminent journalist that I was being very unfair to Matty McGrath by just asking him to make up his mind. And I think the independents have... Uh, they started well, but they've, they've strung the thing out so long that they seem to have lost all kinds of credibility. And if it's true uh, that, that there are these claims for 13 billion worth of, of constituency projects, then I think they've ruined their case uh, right from the beginning. Um, the fact of the matter is that whatever government is put in place is going to be severely restricted for the next two to three years over what money. extra they can do. And if you look if you look at the problems that face us, the demands for expenditure are going to be huge. Now, I learned on my first month as a student of economics in UCD that the science of public finance was the art of accommodating scarce resources to unlimited ends. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the hard decisions have to be made. Um, and while we can, we can all list off a whole list of perfectly defensible, desirable, urgent, over-urgent problems, the money isn't going to be there to do them all at the same time. And the government is going to have to make some kind of a list of priorities and allocate 
a relatively small amount of money between them. Politicians always have choices. You can, in a budget, you can do a little about a lot of things and not much about mm, anything. Mm, and mm. the only result of that is that you annoy everybody. Uh, and the independents haven't learned that yet. Now, putting a government together, I think, is going to need a good, strong anchor. And that means a proper agreement between we, the two we, main we, parties. We'll we get to that because I, 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 I do want to ask you, because obviously you have a fair bit of experience when it comes to that. But we, we uh, will come to that in a moment. Um, just before I go back to the panel, some text coming into 5216 with suggestions, uh, if, in case you missed the start of the programme, apparently one independent asked the government for an alternative route from the west to Dublin Airport that didn't involve using the motorway. So we asked for your suggestions. I like this one here. Somebody says, turn the Shannon River sideways and use high-speed boats <laughs> will also solve Dublin's water uh, shortages. That's from John in Limerick. Somebody says, from the west, simply use the old N4 and come via town. Maybe resurface for a new field. That's a good suggestion. Wasn't the airport put on top of a mountain of Mayo that was going to sort out all those issues? That's true. You could fly from Knock Airport. Good point, uh, Joe and Wicklow. Uh, isn't it time to direct some criticism towards the electorate? If you vote for independence, you're not voting for a government. And this is the situation we end up in, not politicians' fault. But I think Michael O'Leary was making that point uh, over the weekend. I think he said people need to stop voting for lunatics, is what he said. And I don't think he was referring to any independence, uh, particular independence, we should say. Um, hi, Shane. Was Tony Gregory pork belly independent? Or do you and the media only hold an opinion on TDs outside the M50? Uh, Tony Gregory, it was pork belly? politics it was yeah but very much but needed in the city of Dublin oh that. yes yeah. I've argued that point endlessly yeah. people lived in very bad conditions and he made a proper deal with Charlie High yeah. which was agreed and honoured I think but I think didn't last that long though but I think we're being too hard actually on the independent I was listening to all around the table I think we are being very hard on them they, haven't they, they overplayed their hand well, they, got, the they got the votes to begin with I mean, we can't deny that. Mm -hmm. They got votes and they're there. But maybe because they're all individualistic, they're inclined to overplay their hand. But I think some of, some of yeah, them... Well, there's, yeah, well, there's the, the other thing is, I was talking to one of the independents. Yeah, you used the term, you used the term in your column, oppositionists. He, he said, look, I, I'm an independent, we're oppositionists by nature, we're elected to begin the government. Now, this independent had taken part in some of the discussions, uh, but he's, he, he was actually wrestling, being honest enough in conversation about how could he support any government, because that's not what he was elected to do. He, the people who voted for him, he said, expected him to criticise the government, to demand more for his constituency, and he knew fine well... He, he was demanding more than he could, uh, could could ever get for his constituency, but that was his role in life, and his role in life was to be the, support the county and support the county in all its claims. Uh, and basically, how? Could, but the question is, how can you form a government, and how, or how can people well, like yeah. that underpin any well, Shane, form of government? Shane, here's here's a bit of down to earth politics, and, and we have experience of this. Independents matter when there's only a small number of them. Mm. Um, Fianna Fáil relied yeah. for a time mm. on four independents. Um, 97 to 02. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and those independents, the four of them, were heavily into pork barrel politics, but they made agreements early and on. And they, the no they made no bones about it They made no bones about it. And they made no bones about supporting They had a very them. narrow focus, they had a limited range of requirements, and the government was able to deliver those. That's okay when you have four, but when you have 15, uh, and they're all going to act in the same way, then it becomes extremely difficult. In fact, impossible uh, to keep those people in line if that's their attitude uh, and still 
uh, managed to, to, to get political consensus among yes, the rest well, of the deputies the in the coming in of the Labour Party, if that is verified, will sort of sharpen... OK, well, we'll talk about the, the Labour Party after the break. Stephen, just... No, just but it'll sharpen the independents mm. and their approach. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. take the edge off them. Yeah, it will. That's yeah. true. Um, Stephen, to use your the, the term of the, the independent you spoke to, the oppositionists, who among those 15 independents are are less likely oppositionists or who <laughs> I'm struggling to phrase this <laughs> yeah. but who would be more comfortable in government and more comfortable dealing with national politics well it's it, it, it's very hard to say because they've all come together in a group but obviously Catherine Zappone went in and she voted for Enda Kenny so she, yeah, she played a blinder last she week she played a blinder last week Michael Lowry actually who is anathema to most of the uh, the parties he's from the very beginning has supported Enda Kenny made no bones about it and he's not looking and for anything and there was no protest from Enda and there's no protest I guess from he's not at all mm-hmm. uh, and he, he but who who won the others? I don't. It. it I. I the opponents. Ma- Michael Harty. Sort of some people Michael say. Michael Harty is mentioned. Care. Uh, junior. From junior some people say junior health minister well, with not, primary I'm care. Not, no? I'm not even sure if any of these things really do add up. Uh, Sean Canny from Galway East is. Uh, you know. It, he's not going around shouting his mouth off and, and making big demands um, Dennis Nocton who was formerly in Fine Gael might he go back to Fine Gael there's a lot of speculation that he might he's with, big a with, Ed, with Enda Kenny yeah well that Enda Kenny is not going to be around for that much uh, longer uh, so they're, they're, they're probably mm. f- they probably govern- I think they could probably have four or five uh, independents uh, Fianna Fáil is saying that Fine Gael have to get should demonstrate that they've got eight the support of eight people not necessarily independents now initially I think independents were mentioned but if Labour came aboard or the Greens came aboard uh, I think that that would do but Fianna Fáil want to be sure that if they abstain that well, whatever yeah, government that is that put the in place balance the balance is out, yeah. so, mm. so they have to have more than eight mm. uh, but I suspect at this stage um Certainly, I think the Fianna Gael's preference would be to have Labour, the Greens, and a number of uh, four or five independents who they think they could rely on. And as Alan has said, if you're a small number of independents, whatever deals you do, whether they are, uh, whether they're looking for something on a national level uh, in terms of a policy, or whether they're looking for something at an individual constituency level, they can be delivered. But you can't deliver for a huge. They, they group. would need one of those at cabinet, though, wouldn't they? If they would five or six, that would get them a cabinet. I think definitely one, one independent at cabinet, uh, and one or two juniors, perhaps. Absolutely, as happened in nineteen. As happened in yes, when right. James Dillon went in, uh, and uh, there's an analogy with James uh, Dame, James Dillon maybe uh, and Dennis Nocton. James Dillon uh, had been in Fine Gael, had left, uh, was lived in Roscommon as well, or his base was in Balladreen. Yeah. Um, but he went in uh, as the leader of the independent group, and over time they, that independent group fractured, and some of them eventually they eventually brought the government down. Well, they lasted for three years. But they lasted yeah. for three years. And they were fairly competent, oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. James Dillon yeah. went on to become leader of Philly Gale. Yes, yeah. yes, he did yes. afterwards. That's exactly Dennis, Dennis Nocton might like might it, that analogy. Alan, just before we take a break, are there independents who, who, if you were leader of Philly Gale today, you feel, yeah, I, I could yeah, do I, I think it would be kind of invidious to, 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 to go through them. Yes. Um, I, I don't but, think it would be very desirable to go through On the record so far, uh, I'm saying I, I'd agree with uh, Stephen and uh, Michael Fitzmaurice seems to me to be a person of, of does, yeah. eminent common sense. Uh, who uh, I know he he started off very much on the on the on the peace cutting mm. um, thing, but he 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 has a much wider breadth 
of understanding of, of mm. what you know the objectives of politics are and I would think that he's he, a very solid and member. And, and another person who's mentioned whether Ms. Maureen O'Sullivan who's been a very good TD for Dublin yeah. uh, yes, Dublin she Central. Was, yeah. and, 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 I, and I, I notice I, I notice nobody's mentioning Shane Ross. Will, is, is he not going to end up in cabinet after all? Well I I, I don't know. I certainly I think <laughs> I think Shane uh, there's doubtful that Shane Ross really wants to be in government with Andy Kenny and it's probably even more doubtful whether Andy Kenny wants to have Shane Ross in government. Definitely Winston Churchtown. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, we, but we'll see. Uh, we, we're still. In, it is invidious, as Alan says, when you start going through individual names because we don't know what discussions they all have had and what, yeah. what do the action, what do they all want? Um, and I suspect that the thirteen billion figure sounds very high, but on the other hand, the basis of it is true that there are a whole lot of demands, and those demands really can't be met by any government. Just, just lastly, though, Shane Ross, he is the leader of that. Independent alliance. You got them together, and yeah. they are, they, are together. they going to fracture? Are we going to see the independent alliance and indeed the rural in, independence uh, alliance? Well, are they can you talk about a group like that fracturing when one of their principles is that they have no whip? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're already fractured before they start. They're and, kind and, of and born that's no, to fracture. That's no yeah. disrespect to them. Yeah, uh, they're, they're trying nature. a kind of a they're trying a kind of a utopian yeah. brand of politics mm. uh, that even they can't make work. Yeah, born to fracture. It sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song, yeah, Mary. Yeah, okay, yeah. we got Bruce Springsteen later in the yeah. program. Okay, yeah. our uh, our panel are staying with us. Going to be talking more politics after this short break. Okay, welcome back to the Sunday show. Uh, Shane Coleman with you until noon today. Now, Mary Work, Alan Jukes, and Stephen Collins are still with us. Uh, lots of text coming through to five three one zero six. What is pork barrel politics? Says Tim and Cork. Excuse my ignorance. New to me. Is this another American uh, adopted saying? It is an American mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. It comes from I think from the nineteenth century. I think, yes, yeah. but it basically refers to any form of public spending uh, particularly so I suppose particularly Stephen Collins that w- when it's kind of it's greasing the wheels it's greasing the wheels yeah. and it's buying off votes yeah. that, that's, that's really what it means Yeah. Uh, listen let's let's talk about the, the Labour Party Stephen because um, your own paper sort of broke the story yesterday that Labour were back in potentially uh, I- I- is it a runner could they get it through a, a Labour Party um, conference well for a start I think the uh, the leadership or the seven TDs as they are have got to make up their minds and I th- I'm not sure that they're completely decided yet I think Enda Kenny has certainly been encouraging the Labour ministers to, uh, to remain in government to try and bring their party back into government uh, and he's stressing uh, how important they were in the pal- in the last government and, and the things they can achieve so it's down there's the Labour leaders Joan Burton uh, uh, Brendan Howden would be hugely influential uh, Alan Kelly the Minister for the Environment they've got to make up their minds you'd have to think the three of them probably favour the three of them yeah they're probably favour but they're d- taking soundings this weekend I know well they haven't too many soundings to make have they well, they there's only party. seven of them yes but oh, they yeah. their own party among oh, the constituency yes, right, organisations yeah. among mm. the Labour organisation because I think uh, I, they probably would be persuaded that they should go back into government but I, I, can't I, bring the I spoke to a Labour TD during the week and I said you know I suggested it would it not make sense and he said look I don't think sorry a former Labour Party TD I said I don't think we could get it through a party yeah. conference and I think they've mm. got to gauge that for a start they've got to gauge I, I'm told that they're that, that, it's, that it would be wrong to say that they've come to a definite view uh, but that they are gauging the opinion I think if they if the parliamentary party came to a, an opinion itself uh, and then went and strongly put it to a conference maybe they could get it through but I think they've got to be fairly united on it uh, and 
But I think the process has gone on so long. The country has been lacking a government. I think that the initial response after their catastrophic uh, election result is quite was quite understandable. They, 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 the public were certainly not giving them they any mandate. Politically, to they went into the fetal to, to position back, to back in, for, yeah. for the first couple to, of weeks. To, yeah. For the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I think now now that the, the position is that it's really how is it, if, if mm. a country can't have a government, what are they going to do? Now, I think the Labour people, Party people always resent the fact that they do what they what what uh, people suggest is in the national interest, and then the, then they get severely punished for doing that. So I don't think they're going to be persuaded. Oh, the country needs Labour in. I think Labour has got to decide what's in its own long-term best interest. And I think personally, I think the Labour Party might be better off being in government. Uh, they have suffered such a defeat. I don't think things can get any worse for them. I think uh, if they show the, the the country, the electorate, we are a natural party of government. We are prepared to be in government again. I think they might actually it, that might be their road to recovery because going into opposition. And competing in the shouting and roaring stakes Falls, with Fianna 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 or the uh, the AAA, the AAA, yeah. and, and it's, it's those people on the left. I think that will have will have difficulty competing with uh, mm. Fianna Fáil. Will be in a different position because Fianna Fáil themselves are going to have to come to a very have a very calibrated way of opposition. Uh, but I think uh, personally, I think Labour would be right to go back into government. But I'm not sure that the members will see it that way. Yeah, well, I well, think Labour Labour is in serious danger of being outlefted by AAA and PBP. Um, they won't be able to compete with the kind of extremism that, that mm. comes there. Uh, so they would have a very difficult time in opposition. I think, personally, I think it's about time that the Labour Party started thinking in these terms, not that they would appreciate my advice. But I think it shows that in politics, you get a certain amount of time mm-hmm. to, to, to adopt an identity. And if you haven't done it within that kind of time, the public will forget about you. I think Labour, they were clearly in deep shock after the election, but seven weeks later, uh, I think it was time to have made up their mind. And, you know, the example is there. You had um, Renua uh, as a party that faffed about for for over a year before deciding even to become a party. And by the time they did, they were irrelevant because there was no brand there. Just before I bring in Mary Allen, that's part of the problem for Labour One of the things that strikes me about Labour, listening to, and listening even to Joan Burton in the Dáil last week, you do get a feeling like they're like the you know the Japanese um, soldiers still in the jungle fighting the Second World War yeah. long after it's over. There was an element of that still have railing against Fianna Fáil. Oh yes, you, yeah, you're um, the party that brought us to bankruptcy. Like they kind of need to move on from that. Re, re, refighting the election mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, instead of looking at what the fight is now. It's mm-hmm. like you know generals always fighting the last war and getting it wrong. Um, but I, I think they need to look at mm-hmm. what the prospects are. Uh, for the political system from here on quite apart from parties what is there for the political system from here on and what can government formation do uh, to to, to make sense of that Mary Rook the other thing they need to address and I think addressed pretty quickly is the leadership issue I mean Pat Rabbit writing in the Business Post today he says the suggestion that the current leadership could stay in situ has caused disbelief well, people, the general public, as distinct from anoraks like us mm. around your table this morning, the general public thinks she's going on and on and moaning. To pick up on what Alan said, she spoke last Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day that all met. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday yeah, yeah. yeah. And she spoke in her usual moan. And it was a moan. And I'm not being anti-feminist in saying it. You might want to say it, but I'm saying it. She started talking about what they had done five years ago. The country called and they answered the call and they came into government and what they did. And she went on and on. No wonder they started jibing at her in the doll because she looked for it. And if she's going to keep that up, she better... I don't know about changing leaders, 
because I don't know how they go about that. I, I just don't understand. Well, she would presumably be the first leader to ever survive losing, what, 80 or 90 percent of their yeah. seats? Well, which they is had 37 and they ended up at seven, whatever percentage yeah. that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But she would be. But I think myself, I really think that they, if they're going to do it, she'd want to sharpen up and smarten up and get at it and go in, have her conference. But I think they're better to go in and carve out a better identity for themselves from being in government and stop the moaning. Like, nobody wants people moaning more. Look what we did. We saved the country. There was no money for everything. And, like, you really feel like falling down Well, she, she wouldn't She wouldn't be the only politician that you could accuse of moaning in, in the current all. Um, S- Stephen, what do you think will happen with the leadership? Well, I, d- I doubt very much if Joan Burton will remain as leader of the Labour Party when all the dust has settled. Yeah, but she has to get it back in if they're going yeah, to go back absolutely. in. Absolutely. So I think yeah. she, uh, for the moment, though, until it's, it's clarified what kind of a government are we going to have, I think she will, will remain. The Labour Party have adopted this uh, idea of have the, all the members voting, all the members of the party voting, and that will take months. Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, all the parties, the British Conservatives are the same. I think I think they've paid far too much attention to political scientists and to outside experts who say you need more democracy. Yeah. I think the people who know who should be leader are the members of the parliamentary party. They know mm, the character, they yeah, know the individuals, and I think parliamentary party should elect the leader. And, and they have to be able to react quickly. And they have to be you know, at quickly. a time like this, yeah. uh, you, you, you can't spend you, you a month can't or six and, and, weeks yeah, and, and another consulting week, another the week, another week. the same position. I think in Fianna Fáil now, it's all, it's all down, it's all electoral out, colleges, electoral and, colleges yeah, of all kinds. Yeah. Of kinds. But I, I, I think the, the, the key, men, the three members of the cabinet, of the outgoing cabinet, I think their views are going to be crucial, but I think they've got to make up their minds fairly rapidly the, uh, and, and they don't need a lack of a contest do they, they I mean, this, no, I, I this think it would be kind of risable wouldn't it the general view is that Brendan Howland who ha, ha, was a very successful minister in the government that Brendan Howland would be the logical person to lead the party for the next he few years this, this will be this the will Irish be a problem for them because he sort of said here I am here I am you can write the script if it appears that three members of the outgoing cabinet are the ones who are anxious to go back into government. Yeah. You can see where the opposition can, can come yes. from. These guys just want or these lady and two guys yeah. just want to back in the Mercs and Perks scene and all the rest. And, Pork barrel of its mm, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that will be a huge problem. So mm. they have to get past that and put the whole thing in the context of some idea of how Bobby the political system is going to develop from well, here on. One of the things of I presume they'll, they'll use to sell to the membership, um, Alan Jukes, is this idea of, you know, we're the party that got delivered uh, same-sex marriage and now we're going to tackle the issue of repealing the Eighth Amendment. Well, yeah, that's going to be an issue. Um, and, and I have a feeling that there are a lot of people who are proposing to the abolition of the Eighth Amendment who haven't thought past haven't. The, the, the headline. Mm. Um, I think Enda Kenny has the right of it. Uh, if we're going to do anything about the Eighth Amendment, we need to have a very clear idea of what we're going to put in its place. Because quite simply, if we if we took the Eighth Amendment out of the Constitution now, we'd be back to it's the 1861 Offences Against the Person Act, which was the cause of all the problems back in 1981-82 when we started off on this disaster. Well, presumably they'd line. say they will, if if it was repealed, they would bring in legislation. I think the Labour Party were quite open during the election campaign. One of their, uh, certainly one member of the parliamentary party said they wanted a UK-style um, Well, this is, this is what they, we I think need they to know. Said that. This is what we need to know before now that, we start I should say other, other party members definitely disagreed with that or other senior Yeah, but it's, it's going to be very contentious but we need to know what is going to be on the agenda in the event 
that the Eighth Amendment is, is taken out of the Constitution because nobody, I think, would be happy just to go back to the 1861 Act. Um, and, and nobody I, wants an open UK type abortion right, law. Yeah, yeah. Not anyone well, I met know, anyway. We don't know that now. I mean, you look at opinion polls now, it would suggest there is growing support for that. Yes, but it's always in, in couched against difficult cases against um, what people I would think the general public don't want abortion on demand yeah this is uh, this is this is where the issue is what do we put in its mm. place yeah. uh, and I know people talk about the desirability of allowing people to have their say but I think people should not be asked to take a leap in the dark which is what the straight abolition of the uh, removal of the Eighth Amendment Yeah, because be. the next thing is what next? Well, well, and it would be a very I, I, difficult discussion. I think the Eighth would not be, a, unless there is a replacement, unless people know what's going to happen when the Eighth Amendment is removed, it will not be, people will not vote to remove it, a majority yeah. will not right. vote. Yeah. No. Uh, so I, so I think I think a process of some kind uh, makes a lot of sense, a proper discussion and debate. Leading to it. Uh, yeah. leading, and and, the, and the, to, get the, to get the consensus, whatever consensus is available, yes. about what, what, what should be put in this And place. even then, it'll be a well, difficult debate. Tough, yeah. Oh yeah, very tough. It, it just if if Labour could get it through that they could be part of a government, Stephen, would that put huge pressure? I, mean, I think the Greens would jump to go into mm. government pretty quickly if that happened. Would it put big pr- uh, pressure on the Social Democrats who've been? I mean, they've been basically sitting on the fence since since uh, uh, the election. Well, the Social Democrats have opted out since since the election. I don't. I think they've opted out so much that they're not. They haven't got their heads around it at all. I think the Greens engaged and then pulled back. I think the Green position is f- relatively uh, clear that they don't want to go in on their own into a government of Fianna Gael with a, with a number of independents. But if Labour went in, um, a rainbow, it is a rainbow. Labor, and yeah. I think it would also it rainbow. would al- it would also be much better for a government perspective because the old government of Fianna Gael. Labour, they both suffered very badly in the election. Even though the Greens only have two seats, the Greens represent an idea uh, which uh, w- would have maybe wider popular support. And I think the Greens going into government would would give would give it more credibility and legitimacy uh, than uh, even though they only have the two seats. But I think it comes down to whether Labour are prepared to go in or not. And I think we're just not uh, that that process is going to be the next big is that issue. That 50-50 at this stage as in relation to Labour. Or I would say it it's probably 50-50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I would mm, think so okay. too. It would give the government sixty-one seats. If you had the Greens as well. If you had the Greens as well. All right, we need to take a short break. Just over the magical number of 60. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It would get them a long long way. They'd still, of course, need Fianna Fáil support, which we might talk about after this short break. Uh, Now, Mary O'Rourke, Alan Jukes, and Stephen Collins are still with us. Um, We were talking before the break, uh, Alan, about what the, the makeup of the government might be. But ultimately, regardless of what that makeup will be, it will depend on support from uh, Fianna Fáil. Now, you have some experience of a minority government and, and supporting it from the outside, obviously, with, with the Tala strategy. Uh, in your view, I mean, what would it require for it to work? I mean, lots of talk about uh, a three-year deal, about a, a written agreement. I mean, none of those were in place with the Tala strategy, but, th- I mean, the circumstances were quite the circumstances were, were very different. First of all, it wasn't as much a minority uh, government. You know, the, the yeah. gap wasn't as Couple big. short, basically. Yeah. Um, second, we had started a process in 1982 to get the finances under control. Now, we made very slow progress with it because it was difficult to get agreement to do what was required. Well, that's another day's work. Uh, but it was clear after the election in 1987 um, that that Hahi and Makshari were of a mind to continue uh, along the line that we had set out. Um, 
in contrast to what they had said before the election but again that's another day's work (laughs) but they were of a mind to continue it and it was clear that it was going to be difficult um, I think both within Cabinet and certainly in in the Doyle Um, my belief at the time was yeah the government could quite easily have been defeated on a major public expenditure issue um, and we would have had a repeat of a complete change of direction and I felt there was not much point in defeating the government by promising to spend a whole load of money and then coming back into government and saying well we've no money so we can't spend it I thought that would be corrosive of the entire political system uh, and would just drag out the misery for the population longer than it needed to, to be dragged out so I said well if 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 the government sticks to the kind of fiscal targets that we had set out, then we wouldn't oppose them on major economic issues. It, it worked. Uh, it worked in terms of it did good, work. good government. Yeah, did it, did the, it work for, for, for you, Phil, for Fine Gael? It, it, it well, did. Fine Gael uh, gained five seats yeah, people after do that. that. And, and, and in fact, we, we could have gained more, but there were a lot of people in Fine Gael who were so afraid of the whole idea uh, that they, they didn't want to talk about it. Uh, and I think we lost a lot of opportunities. Is that, is that a danger for Fianna Fáil, that they could end up, they could do this in a that's half-hearted why, manner, that's and it, why it could end I, up, they could end up falling between two students? That's a danger, obviously. Uh, and I think that's why... Fianna Fáil are unwise uh, to to be apparently so much against having a written agreement uh, that would set out the basis uh, of of their support from outside. Now it it can't be a detailed issue by issue um, agreement, but I think it it must it needs to be more specific than than anything that we've seen from them uh, so far. Um, there's been a lot of comment in the last few days about how they say two different things. You know, one is a kind of a confidence and supply agreement that they would give. The other is that they would reserve the right to oppose the government on anything uh, that it sets out. They need to be somewhat clearer than that. And I think for their own sake, um, they need to have some clear public understanding of what they're doing and why, Mm. uh, so that they don't appear just to be arbitrary or just giving in uh, yes. On difficult issues, Mary, work, does, the, the, the worry would be document. the worry would be this is like Fianna Fáil, they're the, you know, the cutest political operators of all. They're they're going to try and have it both ways, but really what they're doing is looking at the next general election and they're going to pull the rug at the right time, and it's it's going to suit Fianna Fáil rather than the. Well, country. I think that's a bit previous, if you don't mind me saying so, because I I do think that Michal Mart, whatever one might say about him, he does try to strike the right method and I think if they're going to do this of being in being in opposition but having an arrangement with Fine Gael, it has to be the detail of that not today we will vote against this and tomorrow but there has to be a framework a written, document. Do you think there needs to be a written document? I don't know how you is it a framework document would have to be one two three four five maybe an outline of things they would support and does it have to be for more than one budget does it have to be for three years well or if two it's years for three it can be five I don't know why well, they're yeah. all balking at the end of mm. three yeah. I mean what's the talisman figure of three budgets well, when I, presume you Michal, I presume Michal Martin would like to be Taoiseach at some point in the, of course he in would. the next of few course years he would who doesn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. And I think he, he would like that. But he has to chart a very difficult course. He's going to be in opposition now among a lot of squawkers, himself included, <laughs> and the party squawking away. So he has to assert a sort of a dominant role in opposition. And yet conscious that 
uh, keeping a government in place on particular matters, the responsibility rests on him. Now, that's quite a path yeah. to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Collins, it is quite a path to follow. Yeah. Uh, he, he has to, I think he probably has the political acumen to do yeah. it, but are they going to try and have it both ways? Is that the fear? Well, that, that, that has uh, certainly over the last few weeks it was a difficult time to gauge uh, what, what they were actually really at and it looked as if they were trying to have it both ways. I think it's become clarified over this weekend. It's quite clear now uh, that, that the Fine Gael minority government is the only possible government and it's not necessarily going to happen but it, it's the only possible one. So I think Fianna Fáil have got to do something uh, and I think Mary is right. That has, it, it has to be in some way public. They can't just uh, have it on a not in the wing basis. We, on yeah. an ad on hoc, hoc basis. Yeah. They've got to say uh, in some sort of broad way what they will do but let's not forget as well they, they will have some they will have power too because in the Dáil given the government will be in such a minority Dáil committees are going to have more power um, so th- on, on the committees of legislation right through the government will not New be able politics. to ca- not really, will, will not be able to carry anything uh, without consultation with Fianna Fáil so I think Fianna Fáil will have a role in if, if, if in shaping the, 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 the yeah. outline of government policy on, it's on a more whole politics by compromise to, but it's politics by compromise yeah, well, yeah uh, and I think that's a very important point yeah. because it's, it's very clear that if the 32nd oil proceeds uh, as a legislature um a lot more of the information and argumentation that is normally presented to ministers only will have to be presented to the Doyle. Absolutely, and I think it would be a great idea if, if the budget, instead of the budget oh, being done in the Department of Finance, if the financial the officials, budget if, if the finance officials it, yeah. had to come over and talk to and the committee and explain yeah. all the options and also the media have a role here because the media have not been very good at covering committees let's let's face it yeah. there's an awful lot of what and much more, more, done much more committees, the committees were very anodyne yeah. they were very oh, no, anodyne there, there was a pre-legislative process but they were doing they were actually given much more authority over the last uh, number of years but they were, it wasn't really reflected some of the committees the have done excellent work the, the, the uh, mechanisms uh, the mechanisms for negotiating a budget are already in place yeah, yeah. under okay. European rules just, just very finally we're out of time it strikes me that the 32nd doll will either be an extraordinarily successful doll that sort of sets a precedent yes, for future yeah. politics mm. or it'll be an absolute disaster. There'll almost be no middle ground between mm. the yeah. two. But I, you see, yeah. I think we'll find out very quickly because it, for a start, the first thing is get, getting a government in place. And when, if there's a government in place, I think then there is an opportunity for the 32nd doll to become a very interesting and very uh, innovative reform in place. But the would have to work much harder. Of course yes. they will, much Legislation harder. Legislation will have to be really thought through. Less time for party Less politics. Less time for shouting what we give out about today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be interesting. Okay, my thanks to Mary O'Rourke, uh, to Alan Jukes, and to Stephen Collins.